Hey, have you heard about popcultureclassroom.org? Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. That sounds awesome. Pop Culture Classroom envisions individuals transformed by the educational power of pop culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities, and they bring us Denver Pop Culture Comic Con. So... That's why you get these panels, these guests, these interviews, all of this programming that we offer through the BAC network. Other things that Pop Culture Classroom gives a shit about, quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusiveness, and diversity, equality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, recognizing each person's intrinsic dignity and importance, that's always good, and open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Does it sound like I'm reading that off their website? It's because I am. I want to get it right, because they deserve to get it right, and they deserve to have you go to their webpage, popcultureclassroom.org, and donate so that they can keep on trucking with their awesome mission to change the world through pop culture and literacy and education and etc.
he would give you the shirt off his back, it would be enough for ten people. <laughs> he would give it to you gladly. And he always had a, a smile on his face, always. And the sweetest guy. And, but he had a hard time moving around because, you know, he was a big fella. including the one I rolled out, <laughs> are very high up outside of Sheffield in Derbyshire. Anyway, he, um, he couldn't get up to the set where we were supposed to shoot our scene together, where he throws rocks at me and all that good stuff. And so the production manager came up to Andre, and he said, Andre, how, how do you get around on your farm? Andre had a farm in North Carolina where he bred horses. And Andre, who called everybody boss, which is hilarious because you had to talk to him like that. <laughs> He's seven foot four, you know. And the production manager said to him, hey, Andre, how do you get around on your farm? And Andre said, I use an ATV, boss. <laughs> like that. So if you open your phones, I don't know if you have any service here. Do you have service? Is there service in here? Yes? Maybe if you're Verizon, I don't know. I'm not trying to sell the company or anything. But if you look up Google Image and type in Andre the Giant and all-terrain vehicle, you will find a picture of the only all-terrain vehicle in the United Kingdom that we found. It was a three-wheeler, because they weren't very popular in 1986 in England. We found the only one and we bought it for it. And if you look up the picture, you'll see an even bigger grin on Andre's face, sitting on this little three-wheeler Altering looked like the tricycle from Saw. <laughs> anyway, well, he, once it showed up, there was no getting him off it. Whether he was shooting or not, he was just ruining takes, just driving past. <laughs> you could see him on the horizon, this giant on the little tricycle, and several people chasing him, trying to stop him. And it was very loud. And it was like that. He came up, and I was about to shoot the scene with, uh, with Robin where, where she pushes me down the hill. And he comes up to me on this thing, and he goes, Hey, boss. Like this. Hey, boss. I go, Hi, Andre. Do you like my toy? <laughs> I said, It's lovely. Do you want to try it? I said, Well, I have to shoot a scene right now. You can let me finish my thing. <laughs> so I shot a few takes with Robin, and then we set up for the next camera angle. And he showed up again. And this is what he said to me. He goes, You know you want to. <laughs> you know where this is going, right? <laughs> so I said, Oh, how long have I got to the AD? He says, Oh, we got a few minutes. I said, Okay, well, let me try. Why not? Big mistake. <laughs> Took off my mask, which I thought was a good idea to get a better peripheral vision. And his bodyguard, he had a bodyguard. I swear to God, I said, this guy, where are you buying him from, the flu? He was like, this tall. The guy comes up to me, he goes, oh, it's very easy, governor, it's just like I'm not a bike. On, off, switch, lights, you won't need bolts, clutch, pedal, brakes, that's important. Otherwise, pop your uncle. So Andre gets off this thing, and it went up another eight feet. And I climb on this machine, I had no business getting on. But there was a ton of people watching me at this point, so I thought, well, you know, it's Wesley, I gotta do it, right? Twit, total twit. Get on this thing, 
put it in the first gear, move the clutch, lurch forward, and I didn't get more than half a foot when I went over a rock and caught my left big toe between the clutch pedal and the rock, and it bent it all the way back. Yes! Isn't that a wonderful image? The sound was even more wonderful. And I don't know if any of you have ever broken a limb, but it's funny how quickly your pores emit tons of sweat from every single one of them the minute you break a bone. And I went into a massive flop sweat, dressed as you are. I became even blacker in my outfit. So now I'm panicking. I'm thinking, we're a week into shooting. I'm supposed to be the greatest swordsman that ever lived. How am I going to pull this off with a broken toe? I mean, there's just no way. So now I'm panicking, right? And all the crew come running up, and they're like, what happened? What happened? And I'm pretending like it's not a big deal, you know? And the set nurse comes up to me, and she's like, oh, what's happened? What's happened? I said, it's nothing. So I pretended I was like the, the Black Knight from Monty Python. You know, something, just a, just a special with something. She said, let's take the boot off. Let's have a look. So they take my boot off, and then they take off my sock, and there's my toe bent all the way back. It's just flopping all over the place. And it's got all marvelous colors going. I've never seen so many colors. The rainbow, red, green, blue, purple, fantastic. And uh, she goes, ooh, which you don't want to hear from a nurse. Ooh, look at that. And I said, well, what do you think? She goes, it's broken. I said, no, 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 it's not, it's just, it's just bruised, it's just a flesh bruise. She goes, no, no, look, it's pointed in the wrong direction. <laughs> and I said, well, what can you do? I have to shoot the scene now with, with Robin. And she goes, well, I'm, I'm just a set nurse. And she opened up a bag, she goes, I've got something for a headache, I've got something for, you know, tummy, I've got nothing for a broken limb, you've got to go to the hospital for that. And I said, well, I knew if I went to the hospital, Carl, I wasn't coming back. And I thought, I can't get fired off this film. So I said to her, what can you do? Is there anything you can do? She goes, well, I suppose I could make a makeshift splint. <laughs> I said, great, let's do that. <laughs> so she took out, she grabbed the twig, she pushed the toe back, which didn't have a door. <laughs> didn't have a door. <laughs> then she took out some tape, and she taped it to the other toe. She said, that makes sure to stay in the right place. <laughs> now it's swollen so much that the boot won't fit. So now they had to cut, lift your boot up, they had to cut the back of the boot here so it would fit on my foot, <coughs> which is great. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I take the van up to the set to shoot the scene, and it was the longest drive I've ever taken in my life. The set nurse was sitting behind me with the uh, first assistant director, and uh, total silence, except for this one comment. She turned to him, she goes, I think he fell on his head as well. <laughs> <sighs> so we get to the set, and I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just wing it. There's no way I want it. I can't get fired off this film. This is the biggest film of my career, and I can't get fired. So I got out of the van and put all the pressure on the foot, which again, didn't have to go. 
and I walk right up to Rob Reiner without limping. And he's scratching his beard like this. And he goes, hey, Carrie, how you doing? <laughs> Just like Joey from Friends, you know? <laughs> I go, fine, Rob, how are you? It's a beautiful day. He goes, I'm good, but how you doing? <laughs> and I knew instantly that he knew, you know? So I said, Rob, I'm so sorry. I feel like such a twit. I was fooling around on Andre's old terrain vehicle, and I, uh, I went over a rock, and uh, long story short, I think I may have, uh, I think I may have broken my toe. <laughs> and he goes, you think I don't know? I'm the director of the movie. He's been on the walkie-talkie for the last half hour. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. He goes, well, it's okay, but can you walk? Uh, I said, yeah, I think so. He goes, can you run? I said, it'll be an interpretive dance. <laughs> He said, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out. And God bless him, this is to Rob's credit. I said, he said to me, why didn't you tell me? I said, I was afraid you were going to fire me. And he said, fire you? Are you crazy? You're the only guy who can play Wesley. Which, you know, I'm right. You were right. I mean, I almost burst out crying. Anyway, I said, thank you so much, Rob, and I, I swear I won't let you down. And to his credit, he moved the fight scene to the end of the movie so that I could practice <laughs> my sword fencing uh, without any moving my legs too much, which, by the way, made me more proficient with my left hand and everything, which I don't recommend if you're taking up fencing. <laughs> but anyway, that's how that happened. So if you look at the scene where Robin and I, when Buttercup and Wesley are running out of the, uh, the fire swamp, and I say, your pick fiancé is too late, you can see the interpretive dance there. <laughs> and in the scene I shot with Robin, where I lay down on the, on, the, on the log and I put my hands behind my head, I did this ridiculous thing to protect my foot. I, I went like this. <laughs> and Rob came up to me after the tape. He goes, hey, that thing you did with your leg, it was so elegant. Why, why, why did you do that? And I go, the, the toe. He goes, right, the toe. <laughs> Good thing I'm a walkie-talkie for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Lesson learned. Uh, never get an all-terrain bit unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So the Dread Pirate Roberts School Fencing is break your toe first. Yes. Right. Not recommended. Not recommended. You mentioned Andre. Yes. Uh, working with him had to have been amazing. Oh, he was. What did you tell? A beautiful man. A beautiful man. It was his birthday just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He was lovely. Look, Andre had to put up with people either afraid of him or, or running towards him to hug him. Uh, and he, would, he was used to that, but he was a very, very sweet guy, very gentle, very loving. And um, the first scene I had to shoot with him was on the parapet of Florin Castle when we're about to storm the castle, right? And it's myself and Mandy and him. And this is my first scene with him. And uh, so they built this set, it was a fake wall, that way they could have a view of the real castle in the background, right? And so I was playing mostly dead from that scene, <laughs> and I, said, I came up with this thing with Rob where I said he should move my head, he should see his hand on my head, and Rob liked that, and we did that. And then Rob said, okay, should we try one? Let's try one. So we started shooting, and the dialogue, you guys probably know it better than I do. Uh, I think um, Fezzik says, uh, 
I wonder how long before it takes effect. About the miracle pill, right? And uh, Montoya says, your guess is as good as mine. And then I come to and I say, I'll beat you both together. I'll fight you both together. I'll beat you both, both apart, right? Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, I, and then Fezzik's line is, I guess not very long. Like that, right? Well, he didn't get to the word long when he let out the most monumental fart. We've accused each other of giant farts. This was a giant's fart. <laughs> Decibel level, I cannot begin to tell you how powerful it was. Somebody timed it for 16 seconds. It's not healthy. But this whole plywood set that we built was shaking. We were all like this. But watching him, and, and by the way, he had this, I told you he was smiling all the time, he had this look on his face like he was letting go of something and, and nodding his head back and forth, like he'd been holding on to something forever. And, and was letting go of it, and it was just a release. And I looked over at the sound guy, and he lifted the headphones off his ears. And after 16 seconds of, of, of this earthquake, you know, and this powerful gas, of, and the sound of which could be heard in Beijing and China, uh, and when it was all over, there was dead silence. Just no birds, nothing. Miles around, just silence. And, you know, what, what's great is in America, if you fart, you got, everybody's so cool about it. Like, dude, come on, open a window, take it outside, whatever. In England, they all get very weird about it. Like, <clears throat> a storm's coming in. <laughs> they all get very weird, very weird. But in this case, because it was so powerful, everyone was in shock. You know, no one knew what to say. I mean, what do you say to that? Right? And when it was finally over, set suddenly got still again. Rob Reiner, the director, went, Hey, Andre, you okay? <laughs> and Andre, without missing a beat, goes, I am now, boss. <laughs> First day. <laughs> First scene. Andre the Giant. <laughs> Which, by the way, you have a new fan of the book? Yeah. I hope so. I have three copies. Oh, wow. So I'm not obsessed with <laughs> But, how does no, you're not pressing the question. Yeah. Yeah. This is how I always dress. <laughs> no, um, but working with Billy Crystal. Yes. That had a living experience. Not great as the Say hi. He goes, yeah, he's in a makeup trailer. Go, go say hi. 
So I went and knocked on his makeup trailer door, and I, I, I opened it, went in, and I spanned him in the makeup chair with his makeup artist from Saturday Night, and he was being made up to look like Miracle Max. And this was about an eight-hour makeup job where they had to put fake hands on over his hands that had big, you know, veins on them, and then this all this makeup on his face, fake nose, the wig, the eyebrows. It took forever. I'm contact lenses, everything. And as he was being made up as Max, the closer he got to being finished, he started practicing Max's character in the mirror. And I looked up and there were two photographs on the mirror. There was one of a, a man and one of a, a woman. Uh, yeah, was it a man? Yes. I said, it was a man and a woman. I said, well, so hey, Billy, what's, what's that? He goes, well, that's Casey Stengel and that's my grandmother. <laughs> and the combination of those two is going to be Miracle Max. <laughs> Casey Stengel, for those of you who don't know, is the, is the Yankees manager. And I said, wow, that's cool. And then he started becoming Miracle Max in front of me. He was like, <coughs> coughing like this. <coughs> <coughs> like that. And uh, he turned to me and goes, you want to get something to eat? I said, yeah, where, where do you want to go, Billy? He goes, let's go to the commissary. I go, great, i got to see this, because it's now in character. So we walk over to the studio commissary, which is a lot like a, a cafeteria in high school, and he's fully in character as Miracle Max. He grabs a tray, and he walks down, and he says to the lady behind the counter, he goes, eh, Miss, eh, the shepherd's pie, is it spicy? Like that. And she goes, not particularly, sir. And he goes, he goes, you don't know my colon. Like that. <laughs> and he was coming up with one-liners to everybody, the valet guy, you know, makeup people, everybody. So we walk onto the set, and uh, I'm already dressed and ready to go. And uh, Rob comes up to me and he says, okay, we're gonna shoot the rehearsal. And I want you to be very still, and you can't breathe at all during the take. And I said, what do you mean, Rob? He goes, well, you know, we can see your chest moving in the monitor, and you, you gotta hold your breath. I go, how long before? He goes, don't worry, we won't kill you, we won't kill you. <laughs> and then he walked up to Billy, and he whispered something in his ear. And I, I didn't find out till 30 years later when I interviewed Rob for this book. I said to him, by the way, I've been meaning to ask you, what was it that you whispered in Billy's ear that day? And he goes, it's good you remembered that, Carrie. You know what I said to him? I said, just go for it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this guy's already in character. Well, you know. And sure enough, Rob yells action, and Billy launches into three hours of medieval Yiddish stand-up. Nothing, nothing to do with the script. A lot of it very blue. There are kids here, I can't repeat it. You know, for you adults, it involved Vikings and sheep. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and ruined every take and everybody laughing, except poor Andre, who couldn't understand a word he was saying. And, and Rob has this very powerful laugh. I always say it can be heard in Detroit. And uh, the sound guy came up to Rob Reiner and says, I'm sorry, Governor, you, if we hear your laughter through the tape, you're going to have to move you off the set. And Rob said, what do you mean move me off the set? I'm the director, where am I going to go? They set his monitor up outside the sound stage. 
and put all the wires and the monitors outside so we could land. And now Billy thought that I was next, you know, so, and he got me on the next take with something absurd that I can't repeat. And I was replaced with the rubber dummy that Fezzik carries around the forest. So if you look at that scene in the wide shot, that's, that's not me. That's, that's a rubber impersonator. <laughs> and then he, Maggie said he'd never got injured on the whole movie except for that one scene, and he bruised a rib from trying to hold in a laugh. Which I didn't know you could do, but you can. And uh, so that was the first day with Billy Crystal. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm looking past you, and there's a Miracle Max right there. Yeah, yeah. Stand, yeah. Up. stand up, stand up, let's have a check it out. Thank you. Oh, wow. It was just such a great accent to the story. Thank you. No, but um, speak, speaking of this amazing cast, yeah. the one of the most quotable films of all time, yet yeah, I've heard that Wally Shawn was nervous about playing Zini. Yes, uh, you know, Wally was convinced he was going to be fired as well. There were two of us who thought we were going to be fired off this film, myself and Wally Shawn. Now, if you guys don't know Wally Shawn, you know, right on, give it up for me. Wally, for those of you who don't know, is a wonderful actor, artist, playwright, author, very smart, perfect for casting for this role because he speaks three languages. I think he even speaks like Greek and Latin. So when he says, you know, Socrates, Plato, morons, you buy it. Because you know? he's the smartest guy in the room. And, uh, but somehow, his agent had told him that he was not the first choice to play Vincini. I know, it's in inconceivable, right? <laughs> his, his agent had told him, which is terrible, his agent had told him that it was Danny DeVito was the first choice. <laughs> and then it, it crushed him, it crushed him. If you're any agents out there, don't ever tell your client they're not the first choice for a role. It's terrible. So, you know, Paul Wally was convinced he was standing in for Danny. He was running around the set going, Yeah, my back, I haven't unpacked or anything, I'm just standing in for Danny DeVito. And you know, and Chris Guest was like, Are you crazy? What are you talking about? And he walked up to Rob, he goes, I don't know why you cast me in this role. I'm not even a Sicilian, I'm a Jew from New York. Why do you cast me in this role? And Rob goes, Because you're funny. When you laugh, your whole face goes red, it's funny. <laughs> And to this day, I don't think Wally knows just how wonderful he is in that role. I mean, he's just right how great he is. <laughs> now, I should tell you that if you see Wally, don't be offended if he doesn't react to the word inconceivable, okay? Because he's heard, he told me he hears it literally 10 times a day. He said, Carrie, if I'm late for a plane and they close the gate, if I miss an elevator, if somebody beats me to a cab, it's every single day. And he goes, you know what's amazing, Carrie? Go what? He goes, whenever someone says it to me, they think I'm hearing it for the first time. So don't be offended if he doesn't react in the way you want him to. Because the guy has to live with that being the one word. You know, I'm lucky I get to say as you wish, which means I love you, right? He's back inconceivable for the rest of his life. 
Billy Crystal, by the way, said he can never go into a deli again without someone going, you want it lean? <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. No, amazing cast, obviously an amazing film. I think now's about the time to open up some questions. I feel like it's a good time. Volunteers have microphones. Volunteers, raise your hands. You're going to need to get in line and work with some volunteers um, to get a question asked. We've got um, folks down there. And first volunteer right over there, we're going to get a question on the left. Okay. Hi, I'm Julie. Where are you? Oh, hi. What's your name? Julie. Hi, Julie. Actually, about your working working in the movie Glory. Oh, thank um, you. And that being one of those films where it was during the time that was very interesting for the filming of that. Yes. Um, did you realize that at the time? And what I mean is—is is that one of your? Do you consider that one of your best works because of the the genre? So I get to the set, and I meet James and Dulé, and, and, and uh, 
right? How great are these guys? And uh, we shoot our first scene. And in this scene, Dulay has to be chased by someone trying to shoot him. And he starts screaming like a little girl. Like this. And I, I burst out laughing. I thought, I thought it was a joke. And he's like, no, 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 this is what my character does. And so I ruined that too. They were so big. There's so many outtakes on that where they just riffed and, and improvised, which I think are available somewhere, maybe on the USA network. If you can find them, you should check it out. These guys were hilarious. Yeah, a lot of fun. Desperate. Silly. <laughs> Everything I just told you. And I said, the bear trap, it looks so 
real. He goes, oh, he, James said, oh yeah, it's operational. <laughs> he opens up a, a, a huge file folder and shows me a blueprint of the reverse bear trap. And he goes, yeah, I had an engineer really make it for real, so it's very dangerous. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, right? If anyone called you saying it in a 
he called back and he went, it's really me, it's really me, don't hang up, don't hang up. <laughs> and I couldn't believe he was calling me at home. And I said, my gosh, Mr. Brooks, what were you, what, what, what's going on? He goes, I've got a script I want you to read. You're perfect for Robin Hood. I'm sending it over now. And he sent it over that afternoon, and I read and before, I think I, before he hung up, I already said, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> because I grew up watching, I think I'd seen Young Frankenstein like 30 times. <laughs> I knew everyone, you know, and uh, and so anyway, so then I met with him, and you know, we 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 cast Dave Chappelle together, and uh, who had never done a movie before. And how great is Dave? In the movie? Yeah. And, and I can't remember a day without laughter on that set. I mean, just like the Princess Bride, just crazy fun. And I'll never forget. There was one day where uh, Mel comes up to me, and goes. You know, we're going to move the, the Archie scene up to today. We're supposed to shoot it next week, but we're going to do it today. I went, but no, I haven't had any practice or anything. I haven't met with the Archie or the stuff. He goes, don't worry, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. So we shoot a scene, and then we go and set up for the Archie scene. I don't know if you remember the scene, but I have to get a bullseye and show all the men in tights how it's done, right? And I'm nervous as hell. And Mel comes up and goes, don't worry, you'll get it. I feel confident. I feel confident. We have to break for lunch right after this, but you'll get it. I thought, great, no pressure, right? First take, and Yarrow misses like that. And I was like, don't worry, we'll get it, we'll get it. Next take, went up in the air, and hit a cat tree or something. And I'm thinking, this is terrible. We're going to be here all afternoon. And Mel goes, no pressure, everybody's hungry. Third take, in the ground. Fourth take, hits the, 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 the bullseye, but not in the middle. And I was like, not quite. Fifth take, I hit a bullseye. I'm so stunned, you could see it on film. I look at the camera, what? And Mel goes, that's not Did we have time for one more question? Yeah, sure. One more question, right over here. Hi. Hi. What's um, your name? My name's Catherine. Um, uh, my question is, Dean, when you were a Karen Alice Ellen Enchanted, what was your favorite part of playing the villain? Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> well, I was excited to work with the cast. I, I, I got to work with Anne Hathaway, who was a, just adorable. Right. Yeah, great. She's great. Terrific fun. And we shot that in Ireland, in Dublin. Um, and we had a great time. I, I had to carry around this very heavy staff that had a fake CGI snake on it. And, and the director came up to me and goes, uh, yeah, there seems to be a problem with the way they designed it. It was supposed to be very light, but in fact it's very heavy. So we have to make you act like it's really light. I said, what do you mean heavy? And he handed it to me, and I nearly dropped the thing. It was like 40 pounds. Because it had this great big orb on top of it and everything. So it was very complicated to get that working correctly. But in the end, we figured it out. But it was a lot of fun, because I was the first time I really played a villain. He dyed my face, my beard black, and I had black hair, and everything like that. 
my wife said, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a great time filming in Ireland. And if you've never been to Dublin or Wicklow, it's really cool. Yeah, there you go. Irishman right there. God bless you. It's a beautiful country. Lovely folks. They, they like to have a good time in Ireland. Right? It's a land of, I say, it's the land of music, dance, singing, and Guinness. So, whiskey, no, I can't, I can't do that. But I did have my first Guinness in Dublin, and I went to the bar, and uh, they were very funny, the crew, they were like, oh, so you're a film star, are you? I said, no, 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 I'm an actor. Oh, we got a film star here, a film star. Let's see you drink a pint of Guinness, then we'll see who's who and what's what. And they push a Guinness in front of me, right? And I've got like 30 crew watching me drink my first Guinness. And I pick it up in front of everybody, and I took a sip and they went, oh, he's a sipper. <laughs> he's a sipper. Apparently you're not supposed to sip Guinness. I didn't know this, but apparently you're supposed to chug it all in one. And the next one I did, and that was the end of me for that. <laughs> but yes, a lovely country, lovely folks. No more Guinness for this guy. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Unfortunately, <laughs> if I have my way, we'd go on another two hours. But this has been Mr. Carrie Ellis. Check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.